Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. I have the fortunate experience of talking with two extraordinary, brave women, Wheelhouse Yoga and Pilates local owners, Allison and Kelly. This episode is full of heart, vulnerability, and humor. I love that we were able to dig a little deeper into some common challenges that everyone can relate to, body acceptance and learning challenges. Whether you are struggling to be yourself or perhaps you are a new entrepreneur or you're trying to find that elusive balance of getting it all right, these two amazing women who also happen to be friends are inspiring and motivating. Enjoy this episode. So welcome, Allison and Kelly. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yes, I'm very excited that you guys are here today, or ladies, I should say, um, are here. And I feel like uh, you both started a business together, so I want to talk about that and hear about that. But I also have known you both socially and through our kids. There's Moose. Um, and so we've known each other for a while, but I don't think I've had an opportunity to really sit down and talk to you in depth about your story and your experiences, which I think will be really cool for the people that are listening. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. So Allison, I'll just start with you in terms of um, you both started a studio together. Is it three years ago? Four. Four years ago. Was four was right. It was four. Yeah. She can do math. Fast math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so tell me a little bit about um, the work that you do, just, you know, for people that don't know, um, tell me a little bit about what you guys do together. Yeah. So we have um, Wheelhouse Yoga and Wheelhouse Pilates. It started off as one small studio called Wheelhouse Mind Body Studio and has blossomed into these sister studios. So we offer um, yoga and Pilates and several other bodywork services to help the community physically, spiritually, emotionally, and just cultivate a sense of community. And did you, um, did you have, I'll go to you, just, did you have a background in this, like in terms of your own, was this more just out based out of your own interest? Like, at, like what was the inflection point that you were like, oh, this is something I want to create and make a business? Oh, wow. I'm, I think I always wanted to do this. Really? Yeah. Since I was young, but it was just something that I never foresaw me doing, just as I went through my life, but fitness has always been a part of my life. So this was kind of a natural thing to do. And I mean, I don't even know where to begin when Allison brought it up to me, but at the you same brought time, it up to me. I brought it up to you, <laughs> but at yep. the same time, we kind of just jumped and we definitely jumped certified in yoga. <laughs> we opened a yoga studio before yeah. we were certified to teach yoga. Really? Yeah. For real. I mean, we had fitness backgrounds yes. and we had passions for that. But then, we were practitioners, and we took some like two-day, really yeah. bogus training that we won't say the name of. <laughs> yes, on the we podcast did. Here, and yeah. it was yeah. laughable. Yeah. Um, but then, what kind of tra- like yoga training? Yoga, yeah, two-day um, yoga training. But it was not yoga training. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> no. But at least it gave you the yeah, yeah. the cred- credential right. to yeah. say yeah, yeah we can own it. a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that um, you know we 
I had practiced yoga. So yes. yoga was definitely, and it was in your practice too. It was oh, something yeah. that, that I did and I always enjoyed. Um, I did it before I got married and I did Pilates before I got married and I have a degree in exercise fizz. So this is oh. like my, you know, it's the, what I've always wanted to do. I just, um, I didn't think I would do it until I met Allison and she coerced me. Into oh yeah, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> and yeah. so were you, you were good friends right your kids are really good friends like do, were you guys socially really close I really like her that yeah <laughs> she was like this girl down the block that was so judgy and like no it was our kids are are we're fortunate we have girl yeah. boy boy both of us do and oh. they're all the same ages and so whether we wanted to be friends or not we were going to be friends because we were neighbors and yeah. they came together what i do love though about having started a business together and we can get a little bit more yeah. of the story of that later yeah. but um is that sure we were friends before but not like joined at the hip best friends yeah. all the time i honestly don't know that that would have gone super well right. you yeah. know we ended up being joined at the hip yeah. for quite some time and that was but our differences i think are what made us rise together more mm-hmm. you know she likes the mocha latte, I like the vanilla latte. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not a vanilla person, I don't know. It's, yeah. But it's um, you know, so yeah. we always have those balances about us. We didn't or, have the attachment. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that, and so to come into it without like this emotional expectation of each other, it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. We both have this shared passion. That is what brought us together in the sense of developing the business was our shared passion for yoga and fitness but yoga in particular I think we were both doing handstands on Instagram or something at some point it was I like think, yeah that's weird. let's start a business since yeah, we're both like, doing I handstands saw, I saw you do a handstand <laughs> I'll quit my job <laughs> this is a great idea you it's can do a handstand too I have no <laughs> health insurance yeah. <laughs> but the weird thing was that the the studio location mm-hmm. obviously it had been in my mind and at that time you know everything's about timing and like right. right and so sometimes you're just that moment and I was going through life coaching at that moment and um, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. And I remember even pulling up to the space and seeing like a, See, the actual studio it. that became Wheelhouse Mind Body Studio. And I wrote the number down and I remember thinking, why am I writing this number down? Yeah. I'm never going to open up a studio. I have time to open a studio. I have three kids. And who am I going to do it with? Like I hadn't really found anyone that I connected to in the fitness industry. So... <laughs> um, so right after I wrote that down, I think it was like a couple of days later, you said something to me like, we opened a bottle of wine. Uh, <laughs> all the things are No, wine. not really. Yeah. But that is how yes. it happened. Um, we were sitting on we her screen porch yeah, and we, board. and why did you come over? Cause I don't know because, oh, cause we were going to teach a class outside. So we uh, were teaching outdoor classes. Uh, like on occasion, we would teach them in um, like Little Town Square, right there outside of Bellagio down in Clifton. And um, we were getting together to plan the class, the class that That's we were right. going to teach that weekend or the next weekend. And it turned into Kelly saying, well, I wrote down this number and I don't know why I wrote down this number. I think she said that exact same thing mm-hmm. that night. And it was like, cool, let's go see. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest is like, now the ball is rolling. And then we actually lost the studio and, and at one point. Let me just say, once you get the ball rolling with Allison, well, she's going to stop the ball. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm grateful that Kelly sometimes is like, we need to stop the ball yeah. because yeah. this is too fast. Yeah. Um, but we did lose it at one point. I remember we were both on beach vacations. Mm-hmm. I hadn't 
quit my job yet, I don't think, because this was early August. Um, and we were going back and forth negotiating the studio. And so I think sometimes when you lose something, then you realize how much you actually wanted, wanted it. Um, because right. we got a call saying, well, the woman, be. somebody else actually who's already in the building, they have first priority and she's decided that she wants it. That lasted about 12 hours and then she changed her uh, mind. So we were then back in. But both of us were kind of like, well, okay, now we think we want to do this. So let's explore other options. So we, you know, called a couple of realtors in Clifton who had other properties and, you know, considered something briefly. But then that was able to come right back to where we started. So I think that was an important thing to realize you know gotta let go of it sometimes and see what happens did you have i'm guessing no but i am curious about the did you have a business plan when you started or was it she more... said she's guessing no she's right <laughs> just based on our previous conversation you were like we just sort of I mean, went this for is a it good lesson and sometimes you have to jump before yeah you're ready and and if you think that there's going to be this perfect time which is what i was waiting for i probably would have done this when i was like 80 Right in the nursing home, you know. Right. You'd be really a, good at that. You wear right. headbands and bed warmers. <laughs> there's never a perfect time for anything, and you're never going to do it perfectly at first. And this is still evolving, right? It's still yeah. not perfect. So, yeah, you um, know. as anybody in any business, uh, anything that you're doing, right, yeah. in life. So, I feel like we're um, we were able to jump and learn probably really well because of the setting we were in too if you find that community mm -hmm. and that space that was safe yeah. and it was small enough to be able to people kind of knew us Allison had so many connections in fact I, they were like who's this Kelly girl that is like, not true so Kelly yeah. had been teaching um uh, Pilates classes already in the um, town hall like the firehouse oh, okay. and so she already had an established base of people that were used to her for from the fitness industry I had some personal training clients and stuff like that. And so, yes, some of those people came in. But I was a school teacher before opening the mm -hmm. studio. So when you're a school teacher, not only do all of the other teachers know you, but, yes, the community does right. too. So I do think that that was a factor to our business's benefit yeah. to, um, you know, to have that be part of our network. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, so we'll talk more about business because I could talk about that forever. But I am also interested just – what brought you to this point? And we talk a lot on here about navigating life and figuring out twists and turns and how things don't always, it's not a straight line. And so I'm curious for you in terms of, and I like to start just at that middle school and high school period because I feel like for some people, it's such a critical time, like it really shapes how they view the world and how they go out into the world. And then sometimes it happens a little bit later. So. Um, Maybe I'll just start with you, Allison, in terms of that. Like, does anything stand out for you during that time that was either like a great success or challenges that you had to overcome? Like, how certain were you of yourself at that time and wh where you wanted to go? Um, well, my middle school and high school was not too terrible. However, I <laughs> did struggle, um, you know, learning wise. So, and it wasn't until I was in 10th grade that all of that was finally diagnosed. So I'm dyslexic mm. um, and also ADD. And so until I actually got help with that, grades were in the tank. Like there wasn't much care about them. And um, that's a frustrating place to be, yeah. you know? And 
you know, the dyslexia, there's nothing that can really be done about that. Um, you know, I, I try to work through that. It's interesting sometimes. It makes some interesting things happen sometimes <laughs> in writing and reading. Yeah. However, um, it also became something that was empowering a little bit to mm-hmm. know, okay, well, this this is what we're dealing with. And now that I know, I'm not just going to sit here and waller in my knowing and, you know, have like this pity party that I need a little extra help. Now I have help. And now I have the tools to be able to succeed. Um, you know, test taking, definitely not my thing. And, you know, all of that, I, you know, I did, I did graduate. I did do all of those things. I uh, have no idea how I got into the college I got into, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> they accepted me. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun. And I'm glad I got to have that experience. But you know, I think I was a little more um, into the social aspect of school than I was into the educational aspect of school. <laughs> and, you know, I see that in my kids, too. Mm-hmm. I have a middle schooler and a high schooler right now, and they both have very different experiences. And I could get emotional talking about that because there's some great struggles in mm-hmm. one of those areas. Um, but because of that I've sort of used my reflection of my experience and some of my friends who I was with at that age who I know we all had different outcomes mm-hmm. you know from our experience and different um different things that happened to us along the way that shaped those experiences for us when you were um identified or when that was diagnosed for you did you feel like in part that was then defining you you know once you get that label or diagnosis something does that then become like part of like i'm actually glad you asked that because then no i didn't really feel that it it, again it almost felt like this uh i then had the and is it something you really talk it's not like hey friend i would say back then it wasn't what i notice now yeah um you know again having a daughter that's in 10th grade it's there's a lot of buzzwords around you know, anxiety, depression, panic attack, this, this, that. And it's almost, uh, all of these things are very real things, but the label can at times be a little glorified too Mm -hmm. and be like this, this club. So I am glad that that wasn't something I fell into back then. Again, is it just being an excuse why I couldn't do the work? No, now I, now I know this is what I have to do to, bring myself into balance and, and be able to do the work. And right. I do hope that now, you know, in this generation, rather than it just being like this club, that this label that you're in, it is to a part of the healing, you know, it's a part of the, um, how to, how to gain the tools based on what you've now been said that might be an issue for right. you. Socially, did you have a pretty, like you said, you were plugged in socially. So did you have a pretty, I mean, I was the prom queen, the homecoming queen, all that. No, I was not. I was not. I was not. Kelly might have been. I was like, you were? No, me too. (laughs) No, I was not those things. I did. I was one of the ones that I did have a lot of friends in the sense of like a ping pong ball between groups of friends. It's like, oh, I'm going to hang out here today. I'm not going to hang out here today. And I, you know, maybe not putting all my eggs in one basket. Maybe I still do that now. I don't know. Um, it's a good skill, actually. But, yeah, but, diversify, right? Yeah, diversify. <laughs> so that was uh, that was something. Socially, it was 
I had a good experience. So, um, you know, I can't speak negatively. And I do think that that's available for everybody. If you, you know, once you find your, what you are passionate about, Kelly and I, again, like with this, when we became passionate about something, an entire community was created of like-minded people. So when you can just identify what, who your people are, what your like-mindedness is, and hopefully there's some virtue mixed in with there and morals mixed in with there. Um, yeah. And what about you, Kelly, in terms of that time period? Are you talking middle school, high school, anything that stands out for you in terms of either successes or challenges or things that helped shape? I think all of us definitely go through challenges at those ages. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest changes for me, I think, was moving when I was in um, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Moving, I moved from Florida to Ohio. And luckily it was fifth grade. It wasn't like high school or junior high. But I do remember feeling really like, oh my God, I got to kind of, who am I? And you have to start all over, right? Yeah. Um, and luckily, I was young enough to do that, and I had a great experience in Ohio, but I did always kind of feel like the um, little bit more insecure and the awkward girl, mm-hmm. like, those first few years. Um, and then once I got to high school, it was good, but I think my biggest challenge was then there wasn't a lot of... Um, I actually had an eating disorder in high school, but it didn't develop until, like, my sophomore year I think it was and I wouldn't say it like oh again like Allison's saying part of this club because I got through it and it wasn't like it didn't consume me totally but it was enough to be a wake-up call to be mm-hmm. like this is not good and I am not being who I totally should be with my friends with my family um, and so my I grew out of that and I think that's like, a lot of times, I think our big, big, biggest weaknesses make us stronger, right? Yeah, for sure. And so that was probably, for me, my biggest challenge, just getting through that. Um, and I did. And I think what I would tell kids today is, like, surround yourself by really good friends yeah. and just people that support you. And then know, and also be kind to yourself. Like, it's not worth it. Like, And I think girls today have a lot more support. And they have a lot more. This was back in like the 90s. Yeah, like you right. probably relate, right? Yes. Um, so in the 90s, it was all about like being skinny and mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I think girls didn't have that awareness. I don't think our parents had the awareness of the stresses that we were going through at that time. Because I know I had a lot of friends that had eating disorders at that time, too. And um, that can really crush girls' souls. Yeah, it's pretty... Um... <sighs> I would say like a toxic energy, right? That you can't quite pinpoint, but it can have, I Mm -hmm. think, big ripple effects on a lot of parts of your life for sure. Did you identify it or did your parents, like how did that come to light that it was, or did you just now looking back, did you never even really expose it at that time? I didn't expose it for a while. I hid it for a while. Yeah. Um, and then my, I, start, I started missing some school. And my mom was like, this is, why are you like not going to school, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I just finally told her, you know, that I was having these issues. And um, it was hard because even though those were really good times, and I look back at pictures of me, I do look at times and I'm like, I wasn't really happy there, you right. know? And yeah. so that kind of breaks my heart. I wouldn't want, and I, so with having a daughter, I'm so sensitive. I'm like, Josie, like, yeah. well, I never talk about being fat. I never mm-hmm. talk about like food or what you're, you know, um, I'm very sensitive to most kids. And that's kind of why I'm, I'm in this industry now is 
I move like this is therapy, like movement, yeah. yoga, right. Pilates. It's all therapy. As soon as I started doing Pilates in college, I felt connected to my body again, and I and it really helped heal me. And so I think that people need to look at when your body and your mind are connected. It is so important. And I was disconnected from my body at that time. Right. I was feeling like I remember being in high school, just being like, "Oh, I thought I was disgusting," or like you thought you were fat. And it's so like, that's not, you know, but I wasn't honoring and moving and being honest with other people about the pressures, you know, and I think right. kids really need to, to open up and talk about it. So I think the outside, you know, when you feel that way inside, sort of the outside, regardless of what it really looks like, right, to you, looks right. that way. It's kind of inside, outside, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's totally. kind of yeah. how you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. That's what you see. Right. Um, and maybe not yeah. a real picture or mirror yeah. of that. So I did go to therapy for a little bit. Yeah. And I think that that helped me, but that that's not what cured me. I think it was my own drive to just be like, and I don't want to say it was all me, but it was me just going like, I don't want to live like this, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I reached towards other friends or people, and then I became more honest about it in college with friends and surrounded myself by around people. And I still love my friends from high school. Don't get me wrong. I have really great friends, but just really not allowing myself to be around that. Like, don't be around, don't let anyone steal your shine. Like, don't be around yeah. people that are just going to feed into your negativity or what it is that you, is your weakness, right? So just finding people that are, like, supportive. And I think when you're that age, I know I did this, like, you are drawn to the darker. Like, if you're in a dark place, you're drawn. I was always drawn to dark people because I thought I could fix them. That was right. my whole thing, right? I'm going to fix you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to make you whole, right? And that's really... <laughs> someone like that. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that's really me trying to fix myself, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, you don't necessarily need a degree in psychology yeah. to figure right. that out. But at the time, like, so... So finding those people that lift you up to your point, that mm-hmm. let you shine. Even as adults, right, you know that you there's people in your life that are super supportive that right. regardless are like your cheerleaders. And then there's like the, are they really happy for me? Yes. Right. Do they really want me to succeed? Right, for sure. Would they... Um, because I was actually really overweight as a kid and then I lost a lot of weight. And I was in a friend, a friend group where a lot of pretty girls that were skinny and like me losing a lot of weight and changing that dynamic in that group was very interesting Mm -hmm. because I was the friendly fat girl Mm -hmm. right and everyone loves to have that girl in the group right because I could be friends with all the guys and I was like this gatekeeper right I was like yeah here's one here's one like because no one was looking at me Mm -hmm. and then that changes and it changes the dynamic of those friendships and I mean, you're young, you don't really know that that's what's happening, but it kind of is. So, yeah, yes, for and sure. the idea too, I think I just was reading an article about kind of oxytocin and like being around people that are loving and kind and supportive and like mm-hmm. hugging those people and just being around that, that drug is so important mm-hmm. to healing some of the stuff that you're talking about. So yeah. kind of who you pick, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then what about like college for you? Anything like was, po- did you, was great. yeah, yeah, it was a good I time. It was just my time to be confident in my own skin. I mean, I still, we still had struggles, but that was the time where I was just found my energy and wanted to be creative. And I didn't have that baggage anymore. Yeah. That was like making me numb. Yeah. And you found the exercise physiology. So now you're kind of connected to what you like to do. Exactly. Did you know that, like, did you pursue, like when you got to college, did you know that's what you wanted to do or did that? Yeah. I knew I wanted to do exercise phys for sure. Um, Is there a lot of science? 
it's a lot of, I mean, it is so hard. It's such a hard major. You have to take right. elementary school and dance. And like, um, let's see what else. I took synchronized swimming. It's so hard. I was like, really? I thought but there was, was a lot yeah. of science. There was, yeah. And I don't really use exercise fits. It was more just, yeah. A way to That's do. an interest. Yes. Yeah. You know. Did you do something? Yeah. What did you? What was so your? So my uh, my major started off as um, also as exercise science at Elon. Right. However, I was encouraged by a family member that that was going to be a lot of science, and that I should probably major <laughs> in education instead. Oh. Which is what I did, and um, you know that was great. You know, and I was able to teach and. Uh, but fast forward many years later, you know, I, I think all of the careers just merged together and all of the interests yeah. merged together and, you know, got my personal training certification. So that interest was always there. And my own practice with, um, you know, fitness and, and exercise and even sports uh, mm-hmm. in college was was there. I feel so. like there's such a power. I've talked to a lot of people that either played high school sports or just have that kind of physical fitness in their life in some capacity and it's so powerful and the idea of being choosing things that you can do for yourself that are like more loving towards yourself right so the exercise and eating well and all these things are ways that you're taking care of yourself versus like Mm -hmm. if you're in the darker place then you make tough like darker choices that maybe continue the cycle of not necessarily yeah exactly And um, I um, actually did dance, so I think sometimes uh, dance, it yeah. was all about wearing leotards mm-hmm. at that time, and I remember being in a ballet class, because I was a pretty good dancer. You still are. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to take dances at, uh, got to take classes at the University of Cincinnati, and, and, and I was in eighth grade, and so we went and we took ballet classes there, uh, like once a week, you got pulled into this class, and so... Once you're in that class, you're hoping to do bigger, greater things. And I had a teacher come up to me and basically tell me that I was too big to be doing ballet. Mm. And so I think, in eighth grade, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that was a big, you know, you you talk about the the bad watershed moment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. And then when you start hearing like people that you know that you think are beautiful and thin, and they're saying they're fat. Then you start thinking it's like really yeah. messes with right. Your... So that's why young girls, I think, I, I mean, I don't know how prevalent girls struggle with that. It's still sort. a struggle. Is it? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, I mean, with the whole thing about I mean, being objectified, is, right? Just yeah, generally. Objectified. And I feel like there's just so much access now uh, to so much. I get like, it, I think at least we were somewhat, um, shielded mm-hmm. by like it was you had it I and mean, we certainly same thing and that like I, I graduated high school in 92 and so same time of like everybody was skinny and like there was definitely a lot of eating disorders and um but I think you're like sort of based on the community of people and who you're around now I feel like with kids there's just so much access like to see it all all yeah. the time and mm-hmm. I don't know it's tough I think yeah you know, so getting like to that core of who you are and loving who you are is so right. important. That's what I love about the mind yeah. body stuff you guys are doing. Absolutely. And I think that the getting to the core of who you are and all of that, you know, you asked both of us if we felt that some of the struggles we had were became our labels. Yeah. That doesn't have to be who you are. You know, mm-hmm. you are not your eating disorder. You right. are a loving, kind person and, you know, surrounded yourself with that. And I think that that is where these surface level labels are can be really challenging right you know to right. where this isn't 
who you are. This is something you have and something you're dealing with, but it is not you. Yeah. Right. You know, there's some separation there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. It just becomes, uh, you know, and I think we all have to go through these challenges in life absolutely. in order to be a more interesting person and to be <laughs> more compassionate to other people for sure. And just right. think about yes. the practice you're both in now, like being able to deliver that to other people and what you're putting out, like having some context and having that background, I'm sure makes you more empathetic and makes yeah. you connect more to the people that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of, I'll just like jump a little bit back to when you started, because I'm curious about um, some of the fears that you had. Um, I mean, I've talked about it on here, like in terms of my starting my own business, similar to you, like I sort of just jumped because I felt like I had a purpose and I'm still driven by that purpose and it's shaping in different ways now, which is cool how it all changes it's you have a vision or how it's going to be and it's never quite that way but I'm curious for you like you you had to quit a job Mm -hmm. in order to take that risk right so maybe talk a little bit about what will your like your your risk benefit analysis like did you guys have to get funding for the space like was that something like did you get you know how did that all work out um for me it was yes I had to quit a job and a single mom and like it's literally scary. only rubbing pennies together at that point too and so even to go to a bank and say can I have ten thousand dollars to do this thing that I promise you I believe it's gonna work <laughs> which is basically <laughs> all does that I count had. as collateral <laughs> um, it was not gonna happen for me I didn't look great on paper then you know um, and so for me I'm fortunate that I did my family was able to help, but it was not without a, you asked if we had a business plan. Yes. Kind of. We, we kind of made one, you know, Mm -hmm. but I actually had to end up making one to present to my parents Mm -hmm. and say, here's my five-year plan. Here's how it's going to work. Here's why it's going to work. And, and then take a chance on me. Take a chance. Now, I don't know why they said yes, <laughs> you know, sure and you do. I mean, I do, but I, I, again, if I had been sitting across from a loan officer, I, hopefully they would have seen the passion because it's not something I think you can say, here's the steps, do this, here's the things to say. If you're convicted enough, you're convicted or you're not like you, if you believe I didn't have any doubt that we would not succeed. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to work. I, we but I feel like we both felt that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to work, well, but you, there was you just had more this confidence than I did. Well, yes, and <laughs> my lack of bit. confidence. Here we go again. <laughs> but that's true. But I'm so grateful <laughs> for our balance yeah. in that because she was the voice of reason when I was like, "Let's do all of these things and let's right. do them all at once." And so it's important, I think, to you know talk about surrounding yourself with the right people to have that. Um, you know, leveling out, you know, when you're, when you're working with people. But I think that whether it's faith, whether it's confidence, whatever it is, when you have some sort of pull rather than stifle it, see what happens. Right. Because what is the worst that's going to happen? We failed. We had to shut the doors. Okay. Like that might've stung a little bit, probably more so for the ego than anything. Right. Um, But you know, that we didn't let that get in the way of trying. Right. And then for you, like how, what about you in terms of, were you working? Did you have, in terms of the risks you were taking, how did it? No, I was just feeling like 
I think I was at a turning point in my life, you know, mm-hmm. where your kids yes. in there, where your yeah. kids are like, no, they don't really need you quite as much. You're home alone during the day. So I started waking up like really early in the morning, which is not like me. It's not writing in my journal, <laughs> spending an hour at a time, doing standing on my head, you know, <laughs> taking Instagram pictures, <laughs> and totally, you know, having my midlife crisis mm-hmm. at four, thirty-nine. How old was I? Thirty-nine, yeah. something like that. Something right about like to be that. forty. Kind of like, what am I doing? What do I want to do? There's, I felt a fire. Like mm-hmm. I want to do something, but I wasn't sure what that was. Or what I could. And it and actually really just started with me saying, I'm going to go get my personal training certification. That's oh, going to be yeah, my goal. I about that. That was like such a big deal. I I'm know. Like, I'm going to get my personal <laughs> training certification. You had those big And you're bucks, like, you go, like, Kelly, go, go for it, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So I did. But in the yeah. meantime of doing that, then this just started happening. And so when I told my husband I was thinking about doing this... <laughs> Poor Rick. I think, I think he was. He was supportive. He has yeah, been he was, the whole time. He was like, okay. okay. Well, here's a question <laughs> I have because I think for you, regardless, right, of the source of income, I think if you're someone like you were a teacher and you had a job, like, were, were you someone that was super flaky and you went in and out of things a lot? Like, were you someone that, um, for, for your, yes, you are. So I'm curious, right? Because like, if if you're sitting, like you said, across the table, even if it's your parents, it's like, here's another thing, right? Well, so, and there is that, and and I did change careers a couple times, yeah. And so one could say, oh, there she's on to the next thing, but never in my life did I feel like, um, and that's where I think it was the difference. And so when I was talking to my parents mm-hmm. and not a loan officer, it was more of a um hey this is like I found it like this is gonna happen and it was the conviction was so strong and yeah. it was again the merging of all of the things like I wanted to do exercise science but I became a teacher and then now I'm doing both and right. I had been certified to personal train you know so it was everything coming together and it's like oh this is why I did all of these yeah, things I love now to that... have this yes and this is it you know. That's another huge <laughs> lesson, and it's really hard when you're in the thick of it and you're just starting out in something mm-hmm. to see how in 10 years or 15 years that all these pieces formulate to create other opportunities. And so, there's so every stage is so important because you have no idea where it's going to take you or how it might impact your life and the decisions you make. So yeah. it's like that patience, right? Having patience to, to just be in the moment and do it. And we have had a lot of stages in, yeah. in our you know, journey together with this and sitting here now, four years later, almost to the day. And it was four years wow. ago. Wow. I know. I'm finally catching up. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was, we, you couldn't have told us four years ago that it would look the way it does now. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, we might have been like, sure, that's cool. But uh, I mean, even the business plan that we made or that I, you know, Gave to Used my dad. To get the, it yeah. was like um, it's similar, but it was like lofty, and we've done a lot of these lofty things. Did we think we would have two studios? No, right. And we do. I mean, maybe we did. Maybe we were like, oh, maybe we'll franchise this someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be all over the place. Then we we're like, that's not a great idea. <laughs> not right now. And no. then for you with your husband, same thing. Like, were you someone that like had a lot of different ideas? You were like, finance this, finance this, finance, <laughs> or was this more like? For you to actually be approaching him about that, 
was unusual think, or, you know, for him to be like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I think that he knew that there was something that I needed to do. Yeah. You know, so he was supportive in that. I'm like, okay. Get busy, woman. Yeah. No. But, He's um, like, oh my God, not her. He was definitely supportive <laughs> in that. But I also feel like, um, like Allison said, you trusted that this was going to work yeah. and it really has supported itself. And that helps too. You yeah. Know? Like it, you know, there's people coming in every day and it's successful. So then sometimes so. there weren't people coming in. Well, that was kind of, yeah. Sometimes it was like, where are the people? <laughs> there's one well, person. We still have that. I mean, we do have, sometimes. Like, and you're going to have ebbs and flows and summer's not really fun yeah. necessarily, but, um, summer's great. It's just people don't come to class. Right. People don't come to class. Um, so that was been first question is just, or not first question, but one of my questions was around like how, um, how long did it take to turn a profit? Um, we were, I think, pretty fortunate from the get-go oh, with that. We always paid ourselves from the get-go. Yeah, we, we were always able to pay ourselves. And our opening night, oh gosh, I don't remember what the sales were at, at like now, but I remember looking in that moment, we were like, wow, we had this grand opening and we generated X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember what it was. It probably wasn't that big of a number now, but we were time. surprised. We yeah. were like, wow, like people actually do want what we're offering. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. It was validating and yeah. it was it was exciting. And it wasn't just about the money. It was like there is a need. Mm-hmm. I think if you can identify a need in whatever you're pursuing, mm-hmm. um, well, it's just like when we were talking about middle school and high school, identifying the need, you know, if you can identify what it is that is off balance and bring that to that space, mm-hmm. With ours, it happened to be the community at that time in particular was craving something that was beyond another, you know, we love our social establishments within the town, but like it was beyond just another place to go belly up to a bar. You know, it was some place to cultivate Mm -hmm. connections on a different level. And did you start just with, like, how did you, does it just yoga classes at first, not just, but like, were you very, you know how you were saying, like, you had yoga. all these ideas, so you, and my bail house 55. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sit in a circle and every minute change an exercise. We had it like, oh, like an interval class yeah. where it was like 55 different exercises and you did each one for, for a minute. minute. Oh yeah. my God. That's anyway, hilarious. so we did, and we had bar. We, we did it all. Yeah, I think at all. that time you do a lot because you're not sure what going to sell and you're not sure what throw it all against the wall we kind of did a lot and then I think Allison just really discovered that her she's like I'm all yoga she's Mm -hmm. like I don't like this Pilates bar stuff you know (laughs) you deal with that and then I was kind of doing that and then um you know we just kind of figured out what people wanted and then we realized our space was kind of small it was Mm -hmm. too small for what we were offering and then got the studio upstairs Mm -hmm. And like I said, Allison, I mean, she's an amazing yoga teacher. I will just say, I just took a class today, yeah. so I feel great. Um, and that was kind of her baby. And I love yoga. I love taking yoga. And I... Kelly's a great yoga so. teacher. Mm-hmm. I love it when she's... But Pilates was my passion. Yeah. So again, and I kind of it... went back to my initial dance Pilates where I started. Right. And so then I kind of was like, I want to buy equipment. I want to make this into a Pilates studio. And that's where we kind of, I don't know if you're getting to this question, kind of where we, yeah. where we kind of blossomed into our own thing. 
and realize that we need to support each other in that way to kind of let ourselves go our separate ways but still be supportive studios does that make sense so are they two separate businesses now yeah and mm-hmm. we had when when that first happened i mean we had to go through some stuff with that and people it's interesting because people are like are you guys okay right like are you and kelly still friends like mm-hmm. and we're like yeah we're actually our biggest supporters of each other and i think it can go both ways we consciously uncoupled. We yes. did. We actually have yes. a, we have a separation agreement. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but like it wasn't without having to do kind of like the hard stuff too, you know? Um, right. There was hard stuff in that. And there was some of, they can't see me on podcast. Right. I'm crossing my arms. Like, I want me. I'm not flicking her off. <laughs> she might have flicked me off a few times. Um, you know, but I do think that in that too, you realize what's important. Just like yeah. when we lost the studio or we thought we were losing the studio before we opened it, you you realize like this is important to me and this is why. So so I'm gonna make it happen no matter what. She was passionate about getting equipment stuff in there and, and it's become this amazing space for yeah. people to do that. I was like, I don't really care about that. So I'm not gonna be, and vice versa, you know, it went both ways, which allowed us to both be free, the support the staying connected, but the lifting up and and freeing each other to be that without you have to do this, you have to do that. Right? You know it. Why? There's no room for that. There's no space for that. And now and we, so and we many really try to like served. tell people like, oh, do Pilates can help your yoga. Oh practice. yeah, we support. And I still teach in Allison Studios. So yeah. like, we want people to come in there. Like you said, our ultimate goal is for people to be happy, healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sister like, studios in like every sense of the way, you yeah. know, in we want, yeah, one feeds the other for sure. Yeah. And um, I think friendship goes the same way. And, you know, did you I feel think. like when you, well, for, to get that equipment, was that money from the business that you reinvested or was that another, that's like, where I, I said need, no. that's where she said, no. <laughs> right. That was our kind of like, I had to put money into doing that because yeah. that is an investment to kind of change up the whole space too. And be sure. like, this is what's going to be, um, because it has a totally different feel now, different. I mean, we're still mind body and mm-hmm. spirit and stuff, but it's, it's a Pilates studio. So it's a lot more one-on-one personal training. We've got a lot of different equipment. You know, we try to do work with people that have had surgery mm-hmm. and things like that, like post rehab things like um, really getting into posture analysis, getting into more. Um, I mean, that's kind of where I'm diet as I mm-hmm. move into the industry more and more. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to keep learning so much more about the body. I think it's and so like cool. Like, functional like yeah. And, and just being rehab. able to change. Right. Like yeah. I, I, the, I say to my kids all the time, like it's not a life sentence. Right. So you can make choices and. The, I, the, to me, having each other to start it because having another person so it's not all on you. We actually, I is, don't think either of us would have done it alone. Right. No. So having that, right? Yeah. And then feeling so, especially just because we're all gals here, mm-hmm. just like that kind of female empowerment of doing something together, but then also being like, now we can like go out on our own and be very um, singular in that, but that support I think it's phenomenal right and mm-hmm. and the idea of I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts also and talked listened to a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and people that go into business together and actually getting like therapy from from like with a very with an eye on sort of business partnership and how do you do that in a way because there's a lot 
that I think I can't imagine, right, in terms of the intersection, being friends and then having all of that. We need the money Mm -hmm. and the business. It's hard. And And you're doing it by yourself now, which is nice. You probably like that. Well, maybe (laughs) stuff falls through the cracks sometimes. (laughs) But, um, and you have staff, you both have staff that like are teaching, right, when you're not. So that's when we were both teaching like 15 classes a week, 20 classes. Yeah. yeah, so tell me how that's changed because that's kind of cool. That's leverage, right? Yeah. You get a leverage model. But that. I think that that also has to, um, that's a sense of letting go too. You know, just like we had to be like, okay, like this isn't sustainable. You know, when you recognize something's not sustainable, then you change or you sure. stay stuck in this cycle that's not. So, so that became yeah, something we had to do. And that was something we did collectively mm-hmm. when we um, had the one studio space and growing a team of people. That's one of the more challenging things to do, too. It's a too. challenge. Anyone yeah. that owns a small studio or boutique studio will say that. Because people have their, their favorites. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to get these new instructors' classes to grow, too. And that can be challenging because everyone gets very um, attached. attached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then yeah. it's not you, yeah, right. So you spend all this time, I think, up front selling you, but yeah. right? Us, I would think, and then up front you do, which I think both of us recognized we needed to step away from at mm-hmm. some point and make it like, okay, this isn't about us. This is a sacred space that we've created to heal, whether it's your body, whether it's your mind, whatever it might be, and that's not about Kelly or I. You mm-hmm. know, that's Bigger. about them. them. Like we know. say this is not the Kelly and Allison show. Yeah, like we know. Thank it. goodness. Yeah. This is this yeah. is this, this is, is so only the Kelly and Allison show. Yeah, um, a lot of the Kelly and Allison show is like laughing at silly, <laughs> ridiculous things, and we get off track. Yeah, that's good. So do you? So you don't really intersect at all anymore. On on do you do like collaborative events, or is it really you're just it's referrals and whatnot, but like you're running your own I think shows. lately we've both just been so busy yeah. getting caught up in these new studios. Mm-hmm. Um, when did that happen? Because like, Allison has That's a whole new two you are years. Just, it's been two, yeah. Oh, okay. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but we will. We oh yeah, I will. mean I think we will for sure, and um, we just need to get Pilates to Allison to come take Pilates. Okay, I will take it. <laughs> On yeah. a machine, but not on a mat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. So then, you, I know you're doing some other stuff with yeah. kids, which I'd love to talk to you. And look, I'm pointing at Allison. You can't see that um, because of my passion around youth development. But I'm curious um, how that's going and what. Tell, just talk a little bit about what you're doing in that space. So again, I think this is something that we didn't know. You know, starting off, how things are going to evolve, but opening into this space of being able to, what I recognized was um, we started a nonprofit that's an after school program for at currently it's elementary, but it's going to be elementary through high school Mm -hmm. um, using yoga and mindfulness and meditation as tools for our youth. And that sort of came about for, again, merging my careers that I've had as an adult of, you know, when I was in the school system, the teachers need it, but the, the kids also need it for sure. And many teachers do come to our classes at school. So it's like, okay, this is great. The adults are expressing the benefits that they're having in their life from practicing yoga, practicing right. meditation. And they're, for many, it's a profound change. 
sure. you know, a really profound change to where they finally are like, this was my healing. This was my space. And so it became this, you know, my daughter in particular has some pretty major challenges right now. And as knowing that I have these tools and some of her friends do too, and they come to classes sometimes and they always feel better. I'm like, wait, <laughs> something's missing. Why aren't we, you know, kids aren't going to always come to a studio space class, but could they have some sort of program offered? So it started as, let me get into the school systems. Let me get into their day. Well, that's kind of hard to do, especially right. in Fairfax County. It's like, let's do this because if we can reach them at this level and teach them and show them these tools, they don't have to have a diagnosis to use tools, but to, to be able to become a more stable person and balanced mm -hmm. person in this world of absolute imbalance and overexposure and um, everything being so readily available, what they don't realize is readily available is just taking a deep breath mm -hmm. and how much that that can change rather than zoning out on a screen. Um, so yeah, it became, it became a passion and just working with kids for a short period of time. We've done some summer camps and stuff like that at the studio, but to see how much they crave it when they don't even know that they're craving it right. because then when you witness them practicing taking five breaths one for each finger mm -hmm. and and the whole tone of the room mm -hmm. just levels out it's like this is powerful stuff mm -hmm. and they don't even know because yeah. they've never not been plugged in and i i think too i you know it's probably not an a stat around this, but I do think there's a fair amount of anxiety that they hold just because there Absolutely. is so much to your point stimuli. And I just think, um, generally we're all hardwired differently. Like my youngest, I think runs a little hot mm -hmm. and is a little anxious. And I, and so we, we try and do deep breathing here and it, it, he's, he, it's, it, we <laughs> laugh, right? Because yes. he's like, mom, like, is he uh -huh. so he's boy, boy, boy. And it's just to sit still and do it. But it's hard. It is hard. But then to your point around creating habits, creating tools that you can, they're lifelong and getting to them early, I think is so important. And it's not, yeah. it's easy to do. You don't need anything else to do it because it's inside, it's right? It's not, yeah, it's not. So that's where you don't need equipment. You right. Need, I mean, you, a mat is nice, but it's not even necessary, right. you know, and it's, um, and just the power so of that meditation. I we think. do. We yeah. have big goals to be able to reach a lot of that's really cool kids with this and um because it can again it's not just you know soccer when you're right in peewee soccer it's this is your life skill yeah for so sure skill. okay so let's transition a little bit just because one of the things i like to ask before we close is if now that you've had this experience and you're situated <laughs> It's a good question. <laughs> we don't um, know it yet. But um, if you're gonna, <laughs> do you know your answer? I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Just what <laughs> advice would you give to your younger self? So we we talked a little bit about who you were during that time, or even you know entry level talent when you're just starting out, or you know when now that you have this, um, you're both moms of kids that are high school age, you both are now engaged in something that you really love to do. And that's not entirely easy to find that. So, um, or find peace with that and feel good about it. So I'm just curious, like given your, the wisdom at this point, what the kind wisdom. of, yes, what kind of, it is wisdom, yeah, wisdom life wisdom, right? Wisdom what would great. you tell yourself? 
what kind of counsel would you give yourself or someone like you? Well, I guess I'd tell my youngest self or like my high school self that was struggling like to get over yourself. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> yeah. to say yeah. that this is just a moment in time. Like you have so much of your life to live. And these, even though the pressures are so intense at that time when you're mm-hmm. young and things are a really big deal, just know that you've got this and trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. And so again, surround yourself like we talked about yeah. really positive people. If you're feeling that negativity from people or energy, don't you don't need it, you know. Um, and then talk like really like I guess I would tell myself to open up more. Don't be afraid to open up, you know. Um, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And don't be a people pleaser. Don't think you have to please everybody because you don't. Yeah. And then I was still probably learning tell that. my like. <laughs> we all are. We all are. And learn to say no. And learn to say no. And then I probably tell my um, later person mm-hmm. in life. Um, what would I tell that later person in life? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm still working on that one. I think too, <laughs> just based on this conversation to be like, go for it, right? Because yeah. Yeah. you were maybe a little yeah. more go scared than it. Allison, but yet you look at what's Right, and I it. did wait a long time to do this. And part of me wished I didn't wait so long maybe to do this. So yeah, go for it. Because I wouldn't have gone for it, right? Right. So go for it. If there's something you want to do, why not? Life's short. Yeah. So. All right, what about you? I Ms. think, very, I mean, very similar in that, you know, and I would say that um, all all of the, again, little twistings and turnings along the way and the fact that I did do multiple different things mm-hmm. in those moments might have felt flaky and, oh, just another thing and, like, do I actually know what I want to do? But knowing that all of your actions that you're going to take in your life, all of your decisions that you're going to make are so far beyond that just immediate moment and so had I known then what I know now, I would have maybe trusted a little bit more mm-hmm. in all of those things that kind of felt mundane. Yeah. But but now I realize they were a part of the process to sort of being free from that mundane and being much more purposeful. Um, and then, yeah, I can, you know, when you have that instinct, when you have that truth and like that compelling sometimes you just feel like you can't even control it like it's there and it's like follow that mm-hmm. follow that and maybe push the ego aside and I would say like even just from opening the studio in the beginning like there was we probably had some of that going on that got in the way and so mm. when we can break through that which essentially is not worrying so much about what others think when you know what you're doing is on in in line with your purpose and and what you hope to bring to others as well then you know the whisperings and what other and trying to please everybody and make everybody happy whether it be in a class setting or whether it be in you know in general Mm -hmm. we can let go of that I love that and I feel like you both were so open and vulnerable through the whole conversation I appreciate that in terms of wheelhouse like if people are listening where can they find you mm-hmm. and what can they expect to do when they show up at wheelhouse so like what are you offering right now and if people want to find you let me go first go for it <laughs> <laughs> go for totally it kidding. <laughs> what so, <are> they- <laughs> no um so it's actually pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Wheelhouse Pilates. Yeah. www.wheelhousepilates.com. And are you still? Are you the Wheelhouse Yoga. Are you? Okay. Yeah. 
And um, right now, we're, we are, uh, did you say specials? Sure. <laughs> specials, but also, like, <laughs> what, what <laughs> came <laughs> Is there a relatable so special, special so. for the staff of relatable? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cool thing we'll, is, like. Because we need it. After this yeah. conversation, yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah, totally you know. fractured. Yeah, I totally know. need it. Yeah. The cool thing about, like, our sister studios, too, it also is we are literally right next to each other. You yeah. don't even have to leave the building. We are in the same building. Mm-hmm. So when you come yeah. to one, you essentially do come yeah, to so both. Come by um, and visit anytime. And yeah. Like, you know, and I didn't know that you do individual stuff too. So that's, yeah, I do personal training. And so does Elsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private, yeah. Sessions, we both do private and, sessions. Yeah. And that's, those have become very popular. And we have, yeah. we're getting a lot of male clients. We have a lot of male clients. Ooh, yeah, we're sure. starting, I'm hoping to start up a team class too to get some, um, yeah. you know, trying to work with more athletes and things like that. Very cool. Um, also, we offer teacher training as well in Matt and Reformer so we've been finishing up with those and Allison does teacher trainings as well yeah we have so. yoga teacher trainings and I will say that one of the benefits of the nonprofit that we've started for kids mm-hmm. is we have now a scholarship fund for um, for teens to go through a teacher training so they have to be at least 16 but they'll be able to go through oh. yoga teacher training so similar to if they were to get their cosmetology license at 17 it's something they can use for the rest mm-hmm. of their life Imagine getting certified for yoga and being able to teach that either as a career that it turns into or as something that they can do in addition to support themselves. themselves. Love it. Thank you both so much. This was great. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and thank you, Kelly and Allison. What a great conversation. There are so many elements of this discussion that I enjoyed. I think my favorite was our discussion about purpose, ignoring fear and going for it, and making sure that we surround ourselves with supportive people. After spending time with these two, I felt assured, like everything is going to be okay. I just need to be myself and be mindful about making good choices for my body, mind, and spirit. Be sure to visit Wheelhouse Yoga and Pilates for all your well-being needs. As a reminder, if you like this discussion, please subscribe and rate Relatable on iTunes. If you get a chance, please write a review. We'd love to see your comments. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and we also have a TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable.